Tuka and I used the last time we used the time machine. Tuka and I took it back in time to uh, meet uh, to meet Mr. and Mrs. Rask and say you should name your boy after this cat. Yep, that. And for some reason, they actually did it. I still don't understand why. They said Tuka. That's such a nice name. It even has superfluous letters like Finnish names. Okay. And then they were like, "It took a, us long enough to come up with this name." Oh. So thank you for coming. Not your best work, Tim. Not your best work. <laughs> that's a five-minute. That, that's a five-minute major, possibly a game misconduct. Uh, but the slurring, <laughs> the slurring. I'm gonna give you six for the slurring. It's barely in topic. Podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely on Topic. We're excitedly recording. Season four, it starts here. This is the first episode of season four. I can't believe it's season four. And here I am with the old regulars, Jeff and Tim. Yo. Hi. <laughs> you know, Tim, I'm very excited about season four. And and that just kind of made me a little sad that you, you didn't sound so excited. Oh, I'm pumped for season four. I'm really happy for hockey. I'm not happy for other sports, but I'm happy for hockey. Hey, one of your three teams just like um, set a record for number of wins or whatever the fuck it is, right? So think about that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's cool. They have like, well, after today, they'll have 108, which is a lot. Well, we just lost you at that way. It's a lot. What? It's a it's a lot. Okay. It's just a lot. Like 108 wins is a lot of wins. So, I mean, that's fun. And the Bruins should be good, hopefully. And the Celtics should be good, hopefully. So, like, that's that's a pretty good ratio. It's just there's a sport that involves a gridiron and two goalposts and an egg-shaped ball that just doesn't appreciate my love. Hey, my team is two and two, and I've watched maybe enough of their first three or four games to to maybe be one actual game. Uh, I haven't really been into it as much. I'm trying. But I watched a little bit more today than I did the last few weeks, so I just... I I just... I have some problems with the uh, NFL. And the NHL, too, probably, but, you know, we'll get into that later. I have to start off, I would be remiss if I did not start off with this hot topic. We did oh. not discuss this before. Ready? Oh boy, here we go. There's a new mascot on the scene. And he's down in Philadelphia. And he is super orange. And his name is Gritty. He's been everywhere. And he is, and he is on all of the meth. All yeah, <laughs> like there's no literally because gritty, because gritty is on all of it. <laughs> he bought all Heisenberg's meth, and <laughs> it it just went to town. Think of how beautiful that would be if he had all of Heisenberg's meth in his hand, like that orange and that blue, the, the blue of the meth and the the orange. Oh my gosh! I mean, with that color color scheme, he'd have to be either be like an Islanders or Oilers mascot, would he not? True, but I was just thinking about the complimentary colors. That's all. I I, I got lo- lost in 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 Gritty's eyes. 
Honestly, I don't think he would have to be an Oilers or Islanders of that color scheme because Gritty does what he wants. He dumps popcorn on people. He shoots people with t-shirt cannons (laughs) and then shoots people with t-shirt cannons again. Like, I mean, he's he's savage. He falls on the ice, you know? Gritty don't give a fuck. (laughs) No. He's been on The Tonight Show. He's been on... He's been on all the shows. I wish he could be He's on the show. He visited his, his, his parent, the Philly fanatic. So, I mean, it's really good. And we have to enjoy this before other teams start introducing their own zany mascots, too, and, and play it out, right? Because that's what's going to happen. Because that's what this league does. Yeah. Right, so, right. So enjoy it right now while it's, while it's fresh and fun. That's why I enjoy it, because it's fresh and fun. That's why. Exactly, yeah. I have a couple of comments on, on Gritty. One, I really think that he is the love child of Gossamer and Sweetums. Gossamer from Looney Tunes, the big um, hairy reddish monster. Oh, okay, yeah, the, the, the sentient haystack, yeah. <laughs> Sweetums, uh, the big, big nose, hairy monster that's in the background of uh, The Muppet Show. Mm-hmm. Big mouth. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. I think that he's the love child of those two. I made gritty cupcakes this this weekend and or this week, and that was cool. And three, you know what's really disturbing about gritty? What? What? Okay, he's got the googly eyes. I love the googly eyes. His googly eyes have pupils and irises. That's pretty cool, right? Love that. The irises are orange though, which is a little off-putting. But <laughs> whatever. The thing that's really off-putting about his eyes. Is that they're the googly eyes, but they're trying to shape them like bugged out human eyes. Because he's got like this, like, not a a true eyelid, but it like, he's got a shape to his eyes that's just wrong. I believe that's what the meth does to you. (laughs) Meth, not even once. (laughs) Are we sure it's meth? It's not coke? It's definitely meth? Oh, I mean, it's, it's probably he meth. Definitely, he is definitely the Muppet version of Faces of Meth. There is no question of that. <laughs> See, I thought he was the love child of Yuppie and the Philly Fanatic. And then, once he was born, he drank all the beer and chased it with all the meth. Where, what accounts for the orange color, though? Did he fall into a vat of orange dye or something? yuppie has got like kind of like an orange vibe going with his hair i believe yuppie's kind of like the dude from that christmas movie the hitchhiker or the uh the dude with a pickaxe in that christmas movie like the like the yukon cornelius yes (laughs) yukon cornelius that's what yuppie looks like is yukon cornelius oh my god i evidently have not looked at yuppie too much because i don't remember that but two I, I was sitting there and I was like, the Christmas movie with the guy with the pickaxe. And I'm sitting there like, I don't think that's a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night. That's the movie you were talking about, right? <laughs> Have I mentioned I've been drinking? <laughs> <laughs> no. And it's the Black Velvet, isn't it? <laughs> it's actually not. Already oh, right, um, sold out, yeah. They were sold out, which is hilarious, but they were sold out. Um, yeah, pray for Maine. Pray for Maine. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's, it's Twisted Tea, and it's, uh, it's, it's the seasonal frosted cherry. 
So, yeah, pray for me. And Maine. Tim, I, it, it always blows my mind how poor your your, your instinctual judgment is on, on liquors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just go for the cheat. And also, you're into pumpkin beer season. Why aren't you all, all, all over the um, uh, shipyard or whatever one it is that you're a fan of? Right. <laughs> yeah, I like I like pumpkin head. I guess I, guess I should have probably gone for that. And they also have the... Uh, the Traveler, they call it a Pumpkin Shandy, which it's not a Shandy, but they call it Pumpkin Shandy. So that's it, that's cool, too. I suppose I could get into that, but, like, I don't know. I just didn't, this was on sale. So I, I probably, I shop liquor like I shop my clothes. Whatever on sale, I go for it. And it's probably not a good thing. Cause and that's how you end up ended up with assless chaps. <laughs> and a bottle of black velvet. <laughs> I want to reassure people about assless chaps because it really doesn't matter what shape you're in. Almost no one looks good. Well, in for them. starters, all chaps are assless by definition. But all right, well, some of the club nights that I've gone to. I get the full vision that I don't want to see. It's been a long time, but, you know, um, wow, this is just going to get cut out. Okay. Astros Chaps. Excellent. What a good choice. Yeah, it's something that I should never wear again. Let me tell you what, listeners. (laughs) Nobody deserves that. Nobody. (laughs) No. I, I watched this thing from from Wall Street Journal. It was like a, a four-minute clip of on r- taking risks. So it had a whole bunch of people like uh, Sandra Bernhard and what's her friend Leibowitz and like other people like Karl Lagerfeld and whatever. So they were talking to this guy who's an architect and he was in full leather daddy gear. And I was like, I'd trust that guy because that guy lives a real life. And knowing that he's a leather daddy, I know that he, you know, his word is good. It really is. I mean, if you if you wear that lifestyle on your sleeve, yeah, you mean I, business. You're not fucking around. You, you you mean exactly what you say. If you're making that choice, right, right. <laughs> I I believe everything that you say. I think you tell the truth, and I think that your morals are good because that that whole lifestyle is about consent and. Not dicking people over and, <laughs> well, I might dick people in the right way, but not dick them over. <laughs> but I just loved it. I was watching it. I was just fascinated. I'm like, this guy is great. And he's an architect. And I'm like, wow, I want that guy to be my architect. But he does like big, beautiful buildings and stuff. So that's how you know. Um, anyway, all that's getting cut out. So that's cool. <laughs> Okay. Nope, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so the moral of the story is the only trustworthy people in the world wear leather. That's the moral of that story. Wear leather, you're good. You you have no, you have to be a leather daddy. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. 
in short, lo- Rob Halford is the most trustworthy person on the You know, it's not the first time that Ra- Rob Halford is, is, has been on this podcast. <laughs> and, and he and I agree on one essential point. <laughs> they, the, that, that I've got another thing coming. Um. Oh, man, I do love that song. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we have one point that we agree on essentially that we that we both stated in public, and it's our 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 physical attraction to Howie Long. That's it. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, Howie. You might not see it now, but man, oh man, Howie. Oof, Howie was hot. Yes. Okay, so I've started drinking now. I mean, he's a silver fox right now. And his time has been fairly kind to him, yeah. I do him. His his sons are rather attractive people as well. No, that's where we disagree. I I, I am not tra- attracted to any of his sons. I think Chris is a good guy, but nah, he looks a little bit too much like his mom. I mean, womp, womp. no disrespect, Mrs. Long. No disrespect at all. I don't know who she is, but... She's a lawyer. Oh, oh wow. She's a smart one. <laughs> I think that Howie has said that, yes. <laughs> anyway, okay. Let's move on from all of this. This is this is fine and good, and, and everybody knows how much I want to do Howie Long, but we got to move on. All right, so Gritty, new sensation. We wrap that up. Did you a side I, note though with Gritty? Did you see the fan tattoo? They got a tattoo of Gritty's head, and above it, it just says "Chaos Reigns." Yep, and it's just awesome. <laughs> I, I will say one thing about Gritty is it just reminds me how unfortunate it, that that the bear from the um, uh, Bear and the Gang isn't our actual mascot. <laughs> yeah, he's yep, done plenty of. I that agree. Too. Because like seriously, like the, that 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 just hideous, hideous, terrifying bear costume it would be a fantastic mascot. And it, it wouldn't would. have to do anything. You just have to like lurk places. <laughs> no disrespect, blades, but man, bear in the game. I I miss bear. Bear has not been around since the darkest tar- timeline started. No, he hasn't. No, no, he hasn't. And wasn't what happened? Like I thought they were gonna start making him the the mascot when he started being commercials. Like don't date within the division, and he's like, like slapping jerseys and like don't tuck your jersey in and like checking people through glass windows. Like I thought we were gonna keep him, and nope, he went away. No, he's just part of a weird advertising campaign that everybody loved. But no, it's just important to to point out. We've been in the darkest timeline line for sure for two years now, and Easy. he he has not been in it. That's how you know it's the darkest timeline. There's no bear. Hashtag bring back the bear. So we we have to go back in time to the point where where the bear's timeline diverged from ours. Yep, and, and make um, it right. Yeah. <laughs> this is no problem. Just pull out your time machine. That you've put back in your closet right behind the Stairmaster and the treadmill. Just dust it off, plug it in, and then let it recharge for 24 hours and then let's go. Go get the bear. Bring him back. Bear to the future. (laughs) Hashtag bear to the future. (laughs) I'm all about hashtags right now. (laughs) 
Hashtag Rob Halford. Hashtag I do Howie Long too. Hashtag Leather uh, Leather Daddy. Hashtag Assless Chaps. This is going to be some weird, weird tags on this podcast, but I bet we'll get a lot of listeners for it. <laughs> Hello, new listeners. We are not what you think. Honestly, we don't know what we are either. Just, just, just bear with us and make your own call. <laughs> <laughs> bear with us. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. So, does Jeff get the first two minute minor? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even deliberate. <laughs> he gets to go to the penalty box. Uh, the first one of the fourth. Season. I'm honestly disappointed in myself. Yeah, I know you are slacking. Oh my god! It's because you're not drinking the awful black velvet. Well, seriously, I need the velvet. What are you doing, Maine? Why are you sold out? Again, I mean, I'm really terrified about a lot of Maine right now. There's I mean, I know in, there's a lot of people at large drunk on black velvet at this time. I know it's distilled with the watch of the Canadian government, so it's awesome. But come on now, <laughs> leave some for me. Is it distilled with the watch or through the watch? <laughs> I think it says. I think the bottle says under the watch of the Canadian government. Actually, that's the strangest but... thing to write on on a label. You know, <laughs> like we you absolutely know. promise you, we are not moonshine, despite what all other appearances may suggest. <laughs> Is this government Canadian whiskey? <laughs> that's what I. That's why I call it Canadian. That's why I call it my Canadian government whiskey. <laughs> okay, okay, guys. Okay, I thank gotta, you, Canada. I, I gotta maple reel, syrup and black velvet. I gotta reel this back in. Okay, guys. <laughs> so about them Bruins, huh? <laughs> Who? I don't think we've even mentioned the Bruins other than Bear. <laughs> <laughs> That's how important Bear is to us. <laughs> New listeners and old uh, friends of the podcast, we are a Bruins podcast, <laughs> ostensibly. That's, that's our story. We're sticking to it. That's the only thing we'll stick to, really. All in various stages of drunkenness or sobriety or one of those two. But anyway, today we're just we're celebrating season four. It's here. That means we're going to be talking about predictions. That means we're going to talk about uh, transactions and um, all things Bruins. I just wanted to start off with Gritty because we had to, right? Yep. And that went down a very strange path, but... I mean, how could it not involve Gritty? Right. It's true. Right. Chaos reigns! Uh, (laughs) Okay, so why don't we get back to the Bruins? When we last left them, they were a... They were basically still doing the two roster thing. And there were there were a lot of players, but they pared that down by last weekend and now we're just waiting for final cuts. Jeff, do you want to talk about anybody notable who's been cut or sent down or sent back or whatever this week? So there's been um really just three uh cuts that that, that stood out, right? I'd say. Okay. Mom, I'll start with uh was it three, two? I mean, okay, really only two actually, but uh, I'll, I'll I'll mention a, c- a couple others first, some minor ones. Uh, Zach's initiation got sent home very, got sent back to Providence very early. Mm. 
Like he was the um, what the second wave of cuts. So like the first one that were, were some of the no chance junior players and some of the and some of the um, uh, and some of the guys that are actually on AHL only contracts got cut early. They don't count. But that same round of cuts. So and Wiley Sherman as well in that round because whatever. The next round of cuts, and this was guys who were, were never going to play in Boston. You know, um, Colby um, Cave. Colby, yeah, Colby Cave. I think it was he was cut before Fitzgerald was even right. Um, so it was yeah, and and before Bleed. Because Fitzgerald's still technically with the team, isn't he? No, Fitzgerald got sent down um, on Friday. Okay. Um, so this would be like uh, it would be like we with like Cave and Carson Kuhlman and and folks like that and uh, like Emilio Emilio Hansen. Not a great group to be sent down with if you're Zach Sedition. He actually looks he actually looked pretty good in the team, in the in the games he played, but. Yeah, I mean, I suppose he's doing better than, than one other certain um, uh, forward drafted in that uh, in that particular draft. That is to say, Jesse Gabriel, who didn't even get a camp invite, was just told to report straight to Providence. Wow, I, I was wondering what was happening. He's isn't he actually nursing an injury as well? He played. Yeah, he he played yesterday. Apparently, he was playing quite well, and then took the, and left the game with an LBI, according to Mark Diver. He's in the the or he was in the WHL, wasn't he last year? Yeah, he started in the AHL because he was 20, right? And so he didn't. So natural progression would put him in the AHL. He didn't go well, and so he got sent down to the WHL. Played decent. I don't. I don't his, his stat line when he was in the WHL last year doesn't look that good for someone that was 20, 20 to 21. I think um, he, but I think he was injured. I think that's the the thing that okay. I read this. I because I was trying to figure out what was going on with him too, and it sounds like he had been injured, and he's still kind of coming back from injury. That's why he was just. They were just like, nah, just go back to Providence. Yeah, that's not the way Diver made it sound, but okay. At least, at least that's not how I. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, maybe we don't have to examine it that thoroughly, but okay, it's kind of a surprise. And so, so more recently, um, Jack Studnicka was the first domino to fall in the race for uh, 3C, and I, uh, I admit that I was wrong in thinking that he would get a uh, nine-game uh, run out to start the season. Damn. Well, he dared them, and they they took him up on the dare. <laughs> I mean, so so Sudnik could not be ready as a surprise to no one, right? He was either going to be ready or he was not, right? Mm-hmm. There wasn't likely to be much middle ground for him. Right. Um, so so the expect- expectations weren't really that high for Sudnik. It was like, well, he could do it. It would be interesting to see, right? And he didn't. Okay, no big deal. We'll see him next year. Yep. Yep, give give him one more year to ripen. However, um, on uh, Friday, a bigger problem decided to manifest itself there. JFK was sent to Providence. Oh. Yeah. This is, you know, it's like, okay. You know, I'm, I've been hearing murmurs that people were thinking that Frederick was the inside track. I hadn't seen anything that really impressed me that much in the preseason from Frederick, but also nothing from JFK, to be perfectly honest. For a bunch of guys competing for, for a roster spot, none of them were really... Uh, that good right which is also why after the final um preseason game a lot of boston media is now suggesting that uh maybe frederick can't do it either which puts us in a bit of a situation it does yeah yeah so so studnica sent back to oshawa jfk sent to providence um frederick frederick didn't have such a good game yesterday in Philadelphia while playing between Brad and Pasta. 
And uh, honestly, if you're not going to do so hot in that situation, how well are you going to do between Bacchus and one of Heinen and Donato? Probably not that great. I mean, yeah. you, 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 you might be serviceable. Yeah, I don't know. But like, so a lot of the beat guys are all saying it's like, well, okay, this is probably Corrales' job to lose now, which... Look, I love Sean Corrali. I really do. His, he's, he plays a fun game. He's really, really, really good at what he does. On the fourth line. On the fourth line. You know, um, and, and you know what I found curious was that the the synopsis on Bruins.com today was that, hey, things didn't go to plan, but the fourth line shined. Like, ooh, yeah, that's um, that means everybody else sucked. Yeah, I, I did see some people saying that, you know, it's like we might, I think Ty was saying that we have a, this, this fourth line though, so that's a Charlie centering um, uh, Nordstrom and Wagner. Uh-huh. Um, he seems to think that this has the potential to be fairly similar to the to last year's uh, fourth line, which, okay, interesting. I didn't really think that Wagner and Nordstrom were going to be even equal to Schaller and Corrali, but cool look you know achari is supposed to be a center but he plays right wing and i'm fine with him playing right wing and i haven't seen enough of him playing center so i don't really know but i'm willing to give it a try especially if we're talking about the early part of the the season but the fact that trent frederick won out over other people who well should have had a better shot at it and then he's not even going to be up to task. I mean, what is that going to leave us? It leaves us with Corrali or Bacchus on the third line. Like, like Sweeney rolled the dice big on this one, thinking someone would, someone would be up to the challenge. But, like, I don't know of another case where, like, a team was absolutely expecting, like, prospects to fill into a, fall into a role and even had competition for it and have no one make a compelling case for themselves. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know the other night that in our, our private chat, I said something to the effect of, like, I finally understand the, the Riley Nash situation. I didn't put it that way, but I'm saying it now. I finally understand it. I don't think they had any intention of signing Riley Nash because they thought we're pushing more of the younger players up into that third line because that's the natural progression, right? Yeah. So basically, yeah. Riley Nash, we thought he was going to be way too expensive for the Bruins, and it turns out he wasn't going to be. But I think they purposely lowballed him because they thought, you're going to make more money somewhere else, and we need to push these younger players up. So they had no intention of signing him. And I know that people will have a hard time with that. I don't have a hard time with it, but right now it's a conundrum. If you thought you had somebody who was going to do it, who's going to make that third center s slot, and they're not going to do it, then that sucks because now letting Riley Nash go for peanuts seems like a very big waste. Now, the one thing I will say is, is to a certain extent, I mean, this is a bit of a crisis, but I'm wondering if it might pose a bit of an opportunity. Okay. And the truth of the matter is, is right now you, uh, you need to be able to roll three centers deep in the East. I think to have a hope of coming out of the East. Tampa's not really three centers deep, but the guy that they, the, the, but the rookie they had running their three C there, Anthony Sorelli, did pretty well. And of course, well, Leafs. And well, you know, assuming Derek Broussard remembers how to hockey this year, the Pens again able to run roll three legit centers centers deep, right? 
I wonder if this is sort of this this crisis is more of an opportunity telling us like okay we need if the team wants to compete this year and they need to, right before a lot of these kids get more expensive, use that five million we have in cap space sitting there. This probably might have, this team everyone was talking about trading for a wing. I think this team needs to trade for a center even if it's just someone for one year. You know, take a gander at the the potential rental rental um, uh, pending UFA centers and just get right out in front of that potentially. Now, the top line of that one, of course, anyone's going to look at that list and it's like, oh, well, how about uh, how about Matt Duchene? And I know that's going to be a polarizing pick. I don't know if I buy into the notion of, of, of taint. Like, he didn't ask to go to Ottawa. He has to ask to get the fuck out of, out of Colorado. And at the time, do you blame him? <laughs> let, me, let me explain what I meant by tainted. It, it might not necessarily be by association with Ottawa or the Avs, which were both floundering franchises when he was with them i just think he's got a terrible attitude like something has tainted him i i just look at him and and it's like i'm not sure he really wants to play hockey at a high level i i just i i'm not sold on him being a difference maker even if he goes to a good team but if you haven't i mean on the flip side he's buried on the third line and he would be an improvement over almost anyone else we can get to that position right and again, I'm not necessarily advocating specifically for Matt Duchene. It's just right now I got the list of uh, pending U uh, of pending UFA like next next June centers, and um, uh, let's just say most of the guys that can play center on bad teams are not guys you want at all. Um, I mean, like there's a couple interesting names, you know, Bo- Am- Anders Lee, for example. You think of him as a winger; he's listed as a center slash left wing, for example. Yeah, but hasn't he mostly played wing? Yes, that's the thing. I don't think he's an NHL center. Likewise, same team. Incidentally, Brock Nelson's been so wildly inconsistent. You don't really know what you're gonna, you're going to get there. Also, he's clearly actually the cross player. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I hear the name Brock Nelson, I can't help but go, "Oh, Brock Sampson, you know, the, the character <laughs> from uh from the the Venture Brothers." And then when I look at Brock Nelson, I'm like, "No, he's not Brock Sampson," and I get disappointed. <laughs> But yeah, all the other pending UFA centers are all on, you know, good teams. So it's like basically yeah. Brock is basically Brock Nelson or or Matt Duchesne or Kevin Hayes. Oh, God. And I don't think anyone in Boston wants another Hayes, even if it's the one that's actually good at hockey. Darkest <laughs> I mean, timeline. If, if Minnesota falls out of it, Eric Stahl. But Minnesota is going to be, uh, I think Minnesota is not going to be moving anyone to the deadline. I think that might be too late. That's a lot of season to go through without a three C. You're going to be out of it by then, so you yeah you have to decide you're going to go with what you have. And now it's it's looking like the letting go of Riley Nash in free agency is going to bite them in the ass because you know what Riley Nash could do? He could play third line center. You know what else he could do? He filled in for Patrice Bergeron for a short while. Yeah, and we're not going to have anybody who's going to do that. David Backus isn't going to do that. Even if you, I know that you're not sold on Backus as a center. He had been a center before. I'm just saying that he's not going to do that because, well, we'll get into Bergeron a little bit later, but I'm just saying they were counting on the younger players to, to be able to do something. Now, I don't know. Look, I don't want to pretend that I'm smarter than, than Don Sweeney, although sometimes I feel like I am, but I'm not. I know I'm not. I don't know hockey the, the way he does. I'm just not, I'm not sure about the Matt Duchesne thing, and I don't want Kevin Hayes, and who is the other guy? Brock Nelson. Oh, 
Brock Nielsen. No, I don't want him either. Um, he's not that great. Yeah, that's the thing, right? So, yeah, in this list, it's not great. Like, like Jason Spezza, Matt Duchesne, Joe Pavelski, Dave Boland, Kevin Hayes, Derek Broussard, Joe Thornton, Jory Laterra, Marcus Johansson, Brock Nelson, Colin Wilson, Anders Lee. Like, these range from people who aren't centers to people who are you don't want or people who are on good teams. Yeah, Valtteri Filipula. No, you don't want Filipula. Ah, Filipula has a full net, has a full new no movement clause. Remember, Tim, for oh, his one year contract. That's right. Oh, so he's with the Isles, right? Yeah. Oh, I feel so bad for the Isles fans. I do because I really thought once they got Lamorello that things were going to turn around a little bit, even if it might not have been in the way that they wanted to. But then Tavares was gone, and it's like, oh, fuck it. And then, then Lemoreau clearly just, like, got drunk and started calling random agents. Man, this group is uninspiring, that's for sure. Yeah. And, and the, which is a shame, because the Bruins have, you know, just over $5 million in cap space, right? They have the ability to make a move for, a, for a, you know, a, someone that would normally be a 2C to play that 3C position for, for a season. But if, if you do it for two years there's a little bit more names left you can't they can't do it for two years though tim i mean next june um it's just mcavoy's second contract it's you have to re, you, if, if z comes back again you have to re-sign him uh you know uh who else is up at, who else up at that point all at once uh donato and heinen um is that it yeah donato heinen mcavoy carlo were the big ones JFK appears to no longer be a concern, despite him also being RFA next year, n- next summer. <laughs> That's so sad. And the Chari will be a UFA, although, well, I'm going to stop right there for VA's benefit. Yes, don't make me sad. Please don't make me sad on the first episode. I don't want to cry to thinking about Achari possibly going somewhere else. It's funny, looking at the centers for two years out, one of the names on there that sticks out it's showing as a center anyway, is Austin Zarnick. Oh, But he, he's with Calgary now, right? Yeah, but, I mean, how bad does that look? He's unproven. Yeah, so, anyway, uh, womp womp. I'm still on the Trent train. I think Trent will end up being fine, but it's going to be tough starting out anyway. It is. The good thing is this, okay? You, you know how I've complained in the past about how uh, the season is very long. I'm not used to that coming from football where it's like it's a 16 game season. Dealing with 82 has been a challenge for me. This is where I think it works out to the Bruins advantage. If they can figure out this 3C thing very quickly, whether it's through trade or from within, if they can figure this out, it's going to be great. But they cannot wait till the trade deadline to figure this out because that's a long ass time. Yep. And while there's a lot of free points in this division, there's also a lot of points that can be given up in that time, right? Yes. You only play Ottawa, you only play Ottawa and Montreal and Detroit so many times. Twelve times. Yeah. So there's that. The other weird roster thing, of course, is um, we still have four skaters competing for two wing spots, really, because no one seems to have really been able to nail them down. Anders Bjork and Peter Solarik are still in the conversation for. For two right wing. Yep. Danton Heinen and Ryan Donato have apparently, uh, of late, not been impressing Cassidy. Uh, yep. Um, Andrews Bjork had apparently a really good game yesterday. 
And, and Peter Solaric has had a really, really good camp top to bottom. Yeah, that's it, it's surprising about Bjork because this was his first game back. Yeah. He definitely has something to prove. Do you, so do you think that... So we're talking about second right wing, not first Yeah, so, so, so here's the thing about this. One of those two rosters, one of those two spots will be Danton Heinen. Danton Heinen can't go down, has to go through waivers to go down. Mm-hmm. And he will get claimed, obviously. So, but yeah, so, so for two right wing, there's still Bjork, Donato, and Solaric all in, the, all, all in the, uh, the mix for this, right? I know that Bjork had a really good game, or I, I didn't watch the game, but he's reported, purported to have had a good game. Would it still serve him to go down to Providence for a little bit to rehab? Yeah, because I think the team, it's in the team's best interest for a variety of reasons to give Donato every bit of rope necessary to hate, either hang himself or run with things. Right. Um, there's, a, there's a whole list of reasons why that's probably the best move in general. Alternatively, Solaric just had such a killer camp, right? In general, maybe you go with the hot hand. Right, well, well, I'm just looking at it from the point of view of, like, Enders Bjork is coming back from an injury. This was his first preseason game, and yes, he was trying to really perform. But what happens when he gets into a slump? Because he, his rehab, he's, he's still on track for his recovery. However, you know that he's going to have games where he's not going to perform as well. He's a little more susceptible, because he's, but he's coming back from that injury. Wouldn't it just serve him to just spend some time in Providence? I don't know how many games. I don't know for how long. I'm just saying that would probably give him a better shot at being able to to recover without all the pressure. Honestly, the only point I've been trying to make is that we're at, we're done with eight games of preseason and we're no closer to solving I to to to, to um uh, band to bandaging either of the roster holes we went into camp with. Right. I. Would rather, if Bjork is going to struggle and coming back from injury, I'd rather him personally, and this may sound counterproductive, I'd rather he do it at the NHL level and see how he comes out of that. Just because I feel like when players struggle at the highest level in various sports and come out of it, they come out of it stronger than they would if they were in the minor leagues. Well, That's well just the only thing there is if he's struggling, the minutes are going to fall, and then I think it is better to get 20 minutes a night in the AHL than it is to get 12 minutes a night in the NHL. Plus, plus I also have this fear that Bergeron's not going to be ready. They keep trying to make it sound like Bergeron's going to be ready for Wednesday. I don't think he's going to be ready for Wednesday. I just don't. I think that he's going to take a little more time, which is fine. Give Bergeron the time to do that. Because I think that having him recover now is better than having him still injured or re-injuring himself later on the season when we really need him. So I, I think we can't, we don't we can't really play around with Anders Bjork. Is he going to be able to do what he needs to do? That's That's the way I look at it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, which sort of brings which sort of brings to something else that I've been th- been thinking about. Should this team should this team sign Daniel Winnick? I, I think if if no one managed to win the three C, I think you sign Daniel Winnick, even if he's going to be your thirteen forward. What about Stepniak? He's not a center. Okay. He, uh, yes, I know he's not a center. I'm sorry. I mean, both were both were quite good in camp, right? Right. And well, especially if Bergeron is well. I mean, Bergeron's going to be—he's not going to be back for—he's not going to be gone for long. Just it seems fuzzy whether he's going to be available, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just thinking. I was just thinking that maybe that would be. Yeah, I don't know. 
When do they have to have the roster shored up by? Because I know their first game is Wednesday, but... I think it's Monday. It's tomorrow. Okay. Which makes it interesting that Camp Ferris isn't on waivers yet. Yep. Oh, yeah. I, I don't expect Camper to be up. Well, yeah, but my point is if they have to solidify the roster tomorrow, that means he needed to be on waivers today. Oh. Oh, so maybe it's Tuesday. I don't know. All right. So we have some unanswered questions here. Yeah. Him for not being on waivers could also be an indication of how Tori Kruger, too. How he. Oh, no. I mean, Grizzlick's about to be back, be, be available again. And Cassidy's been talking big about, about Bakanine. And I don't think Camper has much of anything to do with that. Also, he's right handed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a sports notification. Then the the entire notification was Tom Wilson ejected. <laughs> I hope your shoot doesn't deploy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he had a game misconduct. Speaking of shoots not deployed, did you guys hear about that story in Maine this week? Oh my god! No, I didn't. What was this? It was it was it was a you know a, a skydiving instructor when the, when the, the the shoot was pulled. The shoot's attached to the um. Uh, to, to, to the, the client when they're doing a tandem jump. When the shoot pulled, the, the, the instructor became detached. Oh. Yeah, I saw that as an AP story. It said they were searching for the body. And it's like, oh my oh. god. Oh. Yeah. How awful has that got to be for uh, to be to, to be that person is paid to go skydiving or tandem with an with them uh, with the instructor. You don't really know what you're doing, and then suddenly you're skydiving alone. Oh. Like, there's no one here that came out good. I mean, obviously, this guy, that client came out better than the instructor did. Because, well, obviously. But. Oh, man. I'll have to look that up later. But that really is very depressing. Thanks, Jeff. Sorry. He said ejected. And then I made a parachute joke. And then that happened. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I. Still, I feel better about all of this than the third line center. No, I'm just kidding. That's terrible. <laughs> I don't want to be in the race to the bottom. Oh, God, that's worse, too. All this stuff's getting cut. So do you think they're just going to keep Pasternak up on, on the first line? He's 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 played all all preseason opposite Brad. So all indications say to me that they're, that they're planning on that. Mm. I love that line as it is, but I was stealing myself to be prepared for another line. And I was really hoping that we could get the 110% line back at some point. Same. Okay. Well, we'll see how it is. What do you, what do you think about Bergeron? Do you think he's going to make it back? You know, I mean, they were saying he was a possibility for yesterday until fairly, until, until reasonably close to the game. He's like, he's super, super close. I did see suggestion that maybe they'll hold that Maybe it would be worth holding him off. Through the um uh, that open back to back opener and then roll him on the on the home opener, but mm-hmm. if he's ready to play, he's ready to play, and it sounds like he's super close, so maybe. I can tell you he's in the advertisements for this Wednesday night game uh, for NVCSNPDQASAP. Oh my! OMG! WTF! BBQ! All right, let's talk about Tory Krug. Yesterday in the game against the Philadelphia Flyers, that last preseason game where lots of people played poorly, except for the fourth line. And Anders Bjork, and apparently Jake DeBrusque was okay. So okay. Cool. Yep, yep, cool. Tori Krug got injured, and as someone reported to me today, it was Tim? Or was it Jeff? Yeah, it was Tim, but I saw it as well. He left in a walking boot. Yeah, and it was um on the same uh, uh, foot as his, uh, his, uh, his playoff mishap. 
apparently everyone's saying it's not. He hasn't reactivated the same injury, which I mean, okay, cool. Someone says a new one. Awesome. Not a break. That's cool. But you know, it could be a high sprain. It could be something else. I don't know. There are lots of things that could go wrong there. I mean, he could have even just, you know, agitated it, and it's probably still a little sensitive, right? Yep. It, it doesn't feel right for quite a while. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, um, which makes the defense a, an interesting dilly uh, of a pickle. Conundrum. I was looking, I was so looking forward to that opening lineup, that, that defensive lineup on the opening game, to be two guys on the middle pairing who each broke their ankle. The old tripod line, huh? <laughs> the ankle breakers. <laughs> I, no, I was looking forward to seeing Krug and Carlo back, even though I don't especially love that pairing, but okay, I was looking forward to it. But now, I'm worried. I'm a little worried about Krug and what's going to happen. I was going to say, are we looking at a John Moore, Brandon Carlo pairing? Because... Uh... No more of that, please? Well, I never actually saw what that pairing looked like. Well, I don't know. I mean, like, okay, so also that means that, that, that means, okay, good, that presumably Grizzly factors back in. Um, yep. I yes. hope, like, I didn't, I did not like it looking like Grizzly was on the outside. I'm like, I think Grizzly's a better defender than at least two of these guys. Uh, <sighs> the work that, that Grizzly did last year with Kevin Miller, I don't understand why you want to pull that apart. Because. Honestly, it's only going to get better, and at worst, it stays the same. I understand the concern is that you had two short guys on the left side behind Chara. I got news for you. When you got a six foot nine guy, everybody's going to be short. Even well, Kevin I mean, Miller. but like legitimately, probably legitimately short, right? Like Krug and Grizzly are both diminutive gentlemen by hockey standards. Right, right, right. Honestly, you know what I would have considered doing is trying to play with having Grizz and Miller play on their off hands because you know Kevin's done, did it did it the year before when he was playing opposite Chiller usually and it was to reasonably decent effect, right? I would have done that first before signing someone to five years who isn't necessarily that much better than anyone else that was already on the roster. But he was a cheap five years. He was a cheap five years. I don't know. I got I got some some worries on the defensive front too, just because. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, and, and then also, and then also, furthermore, holy shit, is that Bakaninen's music? He's had a really good camp. Butch has been making some noises. He, apparently, he played decently well yesterday as well. And he's a left shot, right? Yep. Yeah. So uh, just you know, makes and apparently everyone seems like he's made his case. This guy, this guy should make the team. It's like, but how? So do you put him with Carlo? Or do you put him on the third line? Here's the thing about this. Is everyone saying that he and Carlo were very similar players is just Doc and Einer's probably a bit better. They're but very, very, what I'm saying, very, very good skating, decent with the puck, but non-scoring defense. Uh-huh. So that's, that's the highlight. That's the high line stuff, right? It's just that Doc's a little bit faster and a little bit better puck handler mainly. Actually, a substantially better puck handler and a little bit faster. That's, that's mainly what I'm saying there. And I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, he's a smaller guy. Yeah, holy much, fuck. But, well, uh, so so are you saying like move Grizz up to 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 Carlo or move Carlo down to Grizz or what are you saying? I have no idea. Okay. Uh, Wait, so I don't know what to do? I don't know what to, what to do here because okay, so Grizzly isn't guaranteed to be good for Wednesday either. They're just saying probably. 
if Grizz isn't good, then Vakanainen goes in, in which case our left side for opening night would be some combination of Z, Moore, and Vak, probably in that exact order. Z, Moore, Vak. Yes, I too see more Vak. I have to say, the good thing about Cassidy is he's a pretty good at figuring out what's working, what's not working in-game, and he'll switch it up without you yeah. almost really even knowing, right? Like, you really have to pay attention to who's on the ice because it's not a given that it's always going to be the same line that you saw as the projected line. So he keeps you on your toes. That's what I kind of like about him. Well, so if you do that, though, so you have Z and McAvoy, that's set. Then you have more Carlo and Vak and Miller? Yep. That's a, it's a bottom that can't score to save their lives. Okay, that's cool. <sighs> yeah, true. It's a good thing that we have so many other people who can score up on the forwards. Yes. Yes. Oh, I mean, so the listeners, first line, you're yeah. get, so, so, listeners, um, I think in conclusion, with respect to the roster for Wednesday, your guess is as fucking good as ours. Woohoo! Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm happy that Vakaninen is playing so well that they're like, shit, we need to find a place for him. Well, well, that's not quite and, where they are yet. But they're getting close to that. He hasn't made a case to send him back yet. Yes, And that's a go. good thing. That's a good thing. And then circumstances have also, you know, allowed it's like had given them a reason to keep him around as well. Right, right. So just because he's here doesn't mean he's necessarily earned it. It's just that he's not made the case to send him back and things have happened. So and I think we can all agree that Stephen Kemper is not part of any of this. Right. No, he's just happy to be here, I'm sure. Yeah, he's just along for the ride at this point. Providence it has some fun things. Hey, uh, you hey, got- hey, 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 Steve knows Providence. It's not his first rodeo. That's true. That's true. Have we beaten this part to death? Should we move on to predictions? I think so. I think more roster talk is just going to make us start making us sad. Yeah, I think so too. And insane. Don't forget that. Okay, this is where it gets fun because I don't know what you guys have predicted. But we can revisit last week's prediction where everybody is mostly wrong, but Tim was more right than us. Ha <laughs> ha yeah. Where Jeff said Studnicka gets nine games, that doesn't look like it's happening, and then JFK, nope. Tim God said Studnicka nine games, nope, but Frederick, not really. And I said JFK all the way and I was really wrong. So, you know what? Here's the thing. It's okay to be wrong. All of this stuff is speculative. And just admit when you're wrong. So here's the fun thing about our predictions this year. We have the same basic formats with a different question in because we can't trade Ryan Spooner again. He's traded. We can't undo that. And he's already signed. So who cares? Have a good time in New York, Ryan. Take care of Adam. Adam with an A, though. Like on his jersey, not well, his that, name. That was for the game. We'll see if that holds up. We're going to do our predictions. And then we have a fun part of predictions where we are asking our own questions, up to three questions, and we're going to do some random generation of answers. It's going to be awesome. So with that, we're going to start with the standard stuff, guys. It's prediction time. Woohoo! And I got to write all this stuff down, so we're going to go slow, okay? We're going to go, the format is going to be Jeff, Tim, and me. And I was really hoping that Jeff would be drunker so that maybe we didn't get a book. <laughs> sorry, Jeff. I'm sorry. I'm an asshole. I'm an asshole. I am sufficiently, so we're good. Just just say something mean to me, Jeff. I got nothing right now. Oh, God, stop it. Okay, Jeff, show us how right you can be. Ready? Who's going to lead in goals?
I mean, it's going to be Brad. What do you say, Tim? Yeah, sometimes the smart answer is the best answer, Brad. Guys, we're all in agreement, because I said Brad as well. I already wrote down my answers, so... Jeff, who's going to lead in assists? Pasta. Oh, wow! Oh, gosh, okay. I am going to go on a slight limb. It's not that much of one, but it's a little bit of one. And say Bergeron. Ah, yes, Patrice Bergeron. I also said Patrice Bergeron. Points! Jeff! Brad. That sounds like a solid answer. Okay, Tim. Yeah, Brad. Guys, I don't know how we keep doing this, but I also said Brad. It's boring, but it's probably going to happen. These first three answers, we're all about trying to get it right, and we always get it so wrong. Yeah, at least Anthony would have, you know, fun with it and say dumb th- and say ridiculous answers, like suggesting Ryan Spooner would lead the team in goals one year. Um, I was just thinking about that. Poor, uh, poor Anthony. Oh, yes. Let me just take a moment in between our predictions to just explain some other things. Nick is taking this year off. I, I just told him, you know what? Just take the year off. Don't worry about us at all. We'll, we'll get through this. You have too much on your plate. He works like five jobs and he goes to school full time. It's the most fucked up, weird combination of jobs ever. I kind of love it, but yes. <laughs> you know, and to have the ability to do all of that and play hockey and then still do his band stuff, it just wasn't fair to say, no, Nick, you need to have this quota of whatever. No, no. He's taking the year off. When he graduates from school in December of 2019 or something, perhaps he'll come back to us. It'll be fine. Now, uh, as for Anthony, Anthony works, and we saw his timesheet the other day. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Anthony works so much. And he has got a really long commute now, too. Right. So, you know, he has trouble staying awake for a game because he works so much and commutes so much. So, you know, he'll he'll be in, in when he can. Uh, he thinks that maybe this year he might want to do some some uh, charogram stuff. You know, we'll do like a charogram a month or every two months or something. And he might want to do that. And I think that's acceptable because I don't want him to strain himself beyond what he already is. So I just wanted to say that. So I, I just decided that sim- season four has to be a little simpler for us. And because... We're in the darkest timeline, and I can't take too much chaos. And usually I like a little bit of chaos, just a little bit. You know, Gritty has probably introduced more chaos than we can handle. And and so basically, like, I just want to keep it a little simpler. So I did not get a prediction from Anthony, but Anthony can surely tell us uh, what he's thinking if he wants. He has fun listening, so... There we go. So I just wanted to, to state that's how it is. Chances are when I go on hockey vacation for the West Coast road trip, which is what we're planning on, maybe Anthony will figure back in. Maybe he won't. We'll see. Ready, guys? We're back to predictions. Just as easy as that. Will the Bruins make the playoffs, Jeff? Yeah. Tim? Emphatic yes. I'm writing that down. Okay. Emphatic yes. With a, How many exclamation marks beyond that? Three. Okay, I'm putting three there. All right, I said yes. There we go. Where will they finish in the Northeast, Jeff? <sighs> this is a little tricky. Okay. My gut says third. Says third in the Northeast. I think I want them fourth, though. Do you want a little more time to think about it? Well, 
No, I don't believe the. I, I don't believe in the in 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 the fancy cats. They'll be third. Okay, third. All right. How about you, Tim? Second. Fuck you, Toronto. Second. Wow, that is bold. I like that you said. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna write that. Fuck you, Toronto. Yes. I, I just want to actually take a moment and talk about how 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 awful being uh, a. a, a the Leafs suddenly being good is be, it makes how awful it makes being a hockey fan in Canada. Yes, please tell us about that. It's just like yeah, I, I don't have many specifics. It's just it's just Leafs fans are insufferable when their team is bad. Now when their team has the potential to be better. Yeah. Yeah, they said some really vile things over the summer. Yeah. Over on Twitter. Well, Twitter can bring out the worst in you. It can bring out the best in you too. But a lot of people default to worst. I can't remember anything very specific, but it was all pretty horrible. Well, I'm just in general. They're just such it's it's it, it's insufferable. I'm, I I don't know how I'm going to deal with it. I mean, I I think I'll just like stay keep myself alive on the the tears of Habs fans. Well, Jeff, you could use this as a therapy session. You could you could say, oh, by the way, let me tell you how insufferable it is to be around these asshats up here in Canada who are Leafs fans, and you can just okay. Okay, I will say actually, it's not even physically being around people it's just that the media is so overwhelmingly leaf okay well then you know what i'm gonna leave this option open to you that you can vent for like five minutes up yeah. to five minutes of podcast just vent about it because you're experiencing something that we aren't and maybe other listeners are experiencing the same thing so you can do that i'd also like you to have if you can at some point a segment called that's a decision you can make <laughs> <laughs> The Ottawa Senators. That's a decision you can make. Our <laughs> team, yeah. Entire team. That's a decision you can make. All right. I said they would finish third in the Northeast. That's where I'm, that's what I'm feeling. Gut feeling. Okay. Where are they going to finish in the Eastern Conference? This is just, I don't know, fun. Well, if you said the, overall, I see, see the full conference rankings don't mean anything anymore. So I don't tend to think in those terms. <laughs> I still have one. Go on. Second, fuck you the rest of the East. So we're only behind Tampa then, huh? Yep, which pains me, but fuck you the rest of the East. I mean, I will say, in general, the um, uh, the, the Metro doesn't really uh, intimidate me at all. Just throw out a number of the, how many, is it 16 teams? Yeah, I don't know, uh, fourth. Someone's going to get a lot of points in the Metro because there's going to be a pile of bad teams. <laughs> I said sixth. I don't know what it means. Where are you seeing, get seeing that many points coming to any teams in the Metro? I don't like, know. Like, the only ones that are actually genuinely likely to be good are the Pens and, the, and Columbus. I don't... I, I don't know, Jeff. I don't know where this number came from. It came from deep down inside me. That's all I can say. I'm probably wrong. You should just revel in the fact that I'm wrong. Just, like, celebrate it right now. Woohoo! She's wrong! It's fine. Uh, I mean, technically, you're not wrong yet. Well, just... Get in your time machine. Get in your time machine that you took out of the closet that you um, dusted off and plugged in and then go in the future and find out that I'm wrong. It's fine. Uh, it's only got a charge for one for, for, for one round trip. So if I'm going to bring the so if I'm going to go save the bear, it's all I've got. OK, so does anybody want to take up the bonus points total? 102. Ooh, Tim. The same amount of points as the Red Sox have wins. 108. Oh, my God. Wow, I said ninety-eight. Oof. I mm, the Leafs have gotten in my head right now, so I'm hoping that I'm gonna take this sacrifice for everybody, 
and I'm going to be wrong on a whole bunch of shit and that the Bruins are going to be way better and go further than than um, last year. So let me just, I'm going to work my method. Okay, Jeff, will the Bruins have a Calder Trophy finalist? Uh, no. All right. No, they will not. <laughs> what about you, Tim? Yeah, they will. Would you like to elaborate? It's going to be Trent fucking Frederick. Okay, wow. I'm going to sound really dumb here, but I think he's still eligible. Ready? I'm not saying he's going to win it. I'm saying he's going to be a finalist. And I'm going to say Donato. Yeah, Donato's still eligible. Bjork's not, though. But, but, not, but Donato's still eligible. See? I, I had an eligible one. This is progress, guys. No ineligible receiver downfield here. Boom. Nope, I got it. I got it this time. I'm so proud of myself. Okay! Since we can't trade Ryan Spooner again... The Bees have four left-shot defensemen presumed to be on the roster, Chara, Krug, Moore, and Grizz. Will one of them be traded at some point? Yes. Oh, wow. Tim went first. Yes. Do you have Who any... Who and when? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is my prediction. I think Krug ends up getting traded. Oh. And I think the bread man ends up coming back to us from Columbus Panarin. Oh, wow. So you're thinking trade deadline? Yep. I mean, you know what? That actually kind of makes sense. The the le- Columbus's left side behind uh, Warinsky's only okay. So okay, fair enough. I'm actually, you know, like yeah, okay. Okay. Yep. What about you, Jeff? <sighs> it's not a podcast without that sign. <sighs> if they end up rostering the way it looks like they might, I think it's going to be Grizz. I-, I think if someone gets traded, which I'm not confident someone does. It would be Grizz. Okay, I'll write that down. If traded, it'll be Grizz, but you're not confident. Not. I, I, I lean, I lean no. Yeah. But okay, I'll just write. But lean no. Okay. And it'll happen deadline, sort of like what eventually happened with Spooner in the event that it happens. All right. Well, I did leave plenty of space here, so we could write plenty of stuff. Jeff, I'm gonna break your heart. I'm gonna say it's gonna be Krug, and I think it will be a trade deadline. And I don't know who they're going to get back, but I think Tim has is is pretty good there. It's not even a message about trading Krugs. I hope you guys are wrong because, you know, I would hate for the team to validate fucking Hags. Oh, I have not paid attention to Hags. What did he say? Oh, this goes this going back months. I thought he was one of the ones saying that Krug was going to get the team had to trade Krug this, point, this summer. I can't remember now, but I oh. thought that was him that was saying that because it was dumb, which makes it which ergo by but by the, um, you know. Logic means it's probably uh, Hags. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't want to agree with Hags. I hope it doesn't Ooh. happen. I just, I don't know what the answer is here. And I, I just... I, I just still think that, like, if the team makes that choice, it's basically suicide. Like, I don't know if Mac, I don't know if McAvoy is quite offensively dynamic enough to make that void. Like, you don't trade a 60-point defense or a 60-ish point defenseman. Yeah. Well, we don't have a full season of uh, McAvoy because he he had that procedure and then uh, then he had to recover from the MCL sprain. So yeah, I know, I know, but I'm just I don't know. I don't. I don't. Anyway. All right. You know what? We're gonna put this out of your head. Put it out of your head. It was just a prediction. It means nothing. Nothing could happen, and then we'd all be happy. Let's talk about our bold predictions. You ready, Jeff? Yeah, I got my. I got it. All right, I'm excited. What is it? Marchand wins the Richard. Oh, wow. I'm shooting for the fucking moon here. 
<laughs> so that means that he what, he scores all the goals. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And basically means Martian goes off for over fifty this year. Oh shit! Wow, over fifty. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, Tim, can you beat that one? Can I beat that one? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I can, and I will. Okay. The Bruins will have a Hart Trophy finalist, and it's not Brad Marchand. Oh, wait a minute. Bruins will have a Hart Trophy finalist, and it's not Marchand. Who is it? It Finalist, you say. Did, did they win, or is it just finalist? Just finalist. Okay, who is it? Okay, so I'm... I'm going to just make this extremely bold because I was going back and forth. Do I just go kind of bold or do I just go full-fledged off the reservation bold? So I'm going full-fledged off the reservation bold because (laughs) that's what I do here. It's going to be Anders Bjork. Oh, boy. So so you can can either write him down for that or just write him in his pass. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I was going. I was debating between him and Pasta, just because I, I think Pasta could have been a good person to write in there, meaning he kind of goes off again and stuff like that. But nope, Anders doing it up. Wow. Okay, guys, you ready for my bold prediction? It's not that bold. Last year I had four or five or something or ten hundred. I don't know. Brandon Carlo will play in the playoffs this season. That shouldn't be bold, but here we are. (laughs) (laughs) I had to watch him in that game, that last game of the regular season two seasons ago, his rookie season, when he got clobbered by Ovi into the boards and ended up with a concussion that made him out for, well, the whole playoff. And then last season... I wasn't at the game that he broke his ankle, but oh my god, the poor guy. I felt so bad. So this season, he's gonna make it. Yes, I have all the confidence in you, Brandon Carlo. You can do it! Woo! I know. Wow. Alright, so on these randomly generated predictions, who wants to go first? I can go first if you want. Okay. okay. Alright, because I'm the one, <laughs> I'm the one who kind of instigated this. Alright, so I have three questions. My first question is, and, and by the way, my random uh, number generator thing is a bingo wheel. We all know the bingo wheel. We love the bingo wheel. The bingo wheel. Which defenseman will score the most goals? I'm not saying how many goals they'll score, just the most. Now I put all the numbers of them. Oh, okay. It's, it's generating. It's generating. It's generating. It's generating. All right. Ready? <laughs> Like we all predicted. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So that was the first one. The next one is how many games will Brad be suspended? Oh, that was one of my questions. Oh, well, we can have we can have the same question. No, you. We can have the same question. It's okay. Um, We're going to go about it a different way, right? Ready? Uh, Come on, bingo wheel. Why aren't you picking up the numbers? Oh, there's a number. Okay, ready? I got a number. Three! Ooh. It's going to be three games, and why? All right, ready? Now, thankfully, the guys here helped me with some some answers for why he'll be suspended. 
So I'm gonna, oh, wow, one just popped out. Ready? Why is he gonna be suspended, guys? That's the other question. Ready? Ready. Da, da, da. For being Brad Marshan. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. No, I, 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 in all fairness, I do need to tell the other ones so that people know, like, your comedy chops and all that. By the way, I did put these pieces of paper in the bingo wheel. One flew out right away, and that was being Brad Marsham. I think it was perfect. He was offsides by a nose. Yeah, offside by a nose. Whackity schmackity do. He was preparing Valentine cards for Ryan Callahan. America's <laughs> hero. Oh, here's another one that popped out. Tom Wilson elbowed someone in the head in a game that did not involve the Bruins. Yes, that's why Brad yes. Brad should definitely be suspended for that because, you know, he's Brad. <laughs> and then the other two that are having uh, a bit of a time getting out. Let's get that out. Come on. Brad got suspended because he got hit by insert Lady Bing candidate here. (laughs) 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 And Brad Martian got suspended for contending for the Art Ross. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys, let's see what you got. uh, Tim, why don't you go first? All right, so my first question is, how many games into the season will it be until fans start calling for Yaroslav Halak to start to be starting in goal? It's going to be a negative number, you know that, right? Okay, wait a minute. How many games <laughs> I mean, until Yaro Halak is, is, is being called upon by fans, right? Correct. Okay, ready? I'm, I'm ready. All right, I'm rolling the dice, and it says 14 games. <laughs> 14 games, okay. And and that was with that was with five dice, by the way. So dice <laughs> really believes in that. <laughs> okay, what's your second question? I need to write it down. That's all. Uh, the second question is going to be. I'll change it up a little bit. It'll be how many games into the season will it be until Brad Marchand is suspended? And the rule that I says, 18 games. <laughs> oh, God. Brad, why are you being suspended for being Brad Marchand 18 games in? And your third one. The final one kind of plays into my bold prediction. It's going to be how many goals on the year does Anders Bjork end up with? Okay, how many goals does Anders Bjork score, right? Yes. Okay, yes. How many? And roll the dice says... <laughs> okay, 49. <laughs> so... <laughs> okay. Hey, Brad is going to score over 50, so as long as, uh, you know, as long as he scores under 50, then Brad Marchand still wins the Rocket Richard, right? There we go. That's true. Okay. I'm looking forward to Jeff's now. Okay. We'll, we'll ramp on this a bit. So, I found a random number generator so I can set the ranges. So, to start with, um, I'm set a hypothetical max at 15 here. How many different players are going to get a crack at Craigie's right wing? Oh, 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 oh. oh my gosh. 
So before I type them, before I hit generate, what set up, what should I set the range to on this one? Right now it's set to 15. I don't, I don't think it can be plausibly more than that. So yeah, I think 15 is <laughs> fine. I, I, I look forward to this. Yeah. Cause it involves defense. Yeah, it's too. 15. <laughs> <laughs> Man. So before that trade for Panarin, they really go through a lot of guys. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. Okay, so good news, everyone. Should I write that down? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how many games before they break down and do something and do something meaningful about 3C? I know, sorry, no, reword that. How many games until the 3C position is actually settled? Okay, three until 3C is actually settled, that's good. And that can be by trade or someone getting, get, grabbing it by the balls and gripping tight, what have you. <laughs> I have that set from 1 to 82. <laughs> okay. Yes. 78. Fuck. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I like yours. Yours are really fun. <laughs> You're going to record the 78 dot 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 fuck, right? Okay. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Let me do that. Um, 78 dot 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 should it be capitalized all of it no just all lowercase all lowercase with another dot at the end of fuck yeah okay <laughs> i i did do that um I, I don't think that you can see this but tim can verify fuck yep i see it okay all right I'll, maybe i'll take a picture of it later okay yep and the last one on a scale of one to 16 how many playoff games will the bruins win <sighs> Ooh, okay. How many? Hang on, I'm gonna. I should be fair. I should probably set it to zero to sixteen. Shouldn't I? Okay, uh, zero to sixteen. How many? Uh, uh how many game uh, playoff games? Will they win? Will the Bruins win? All right, I got it. Now there's a lot of debate about what range would be the most heartbreaking here. We'll find out. Well, we'll find out after I run the generator. Okay. Nine. Oh. oh, so they win one game in the third round. In, in, in the third round, I mean that's progress from last year, which is cool. Well, uh, you have them winning the second round, so I really I do. don't think that that is heartbreaking at all. I mean, the most heartbreaking would would, would be if it came out at fifteen. Yep, yep. Because that would mean they lost in game seven of the final. And another heartbreaking uh, range would be zero to two. I think. Uh, yes. Zero would be ambiguous, because did they get swept in the first round, or did they miss? Uh, but it would still be heartbreaking, I think. Either way. Uh, yes, yes it would. Ambiguous, but heartbreaking. Wow, nine. I mean, that's impressive, considering it's going to take us 78 games to settle the uh, third line center. <laughs> Random number generation is fun. Well, that's it, guys. Those are our predictions. You can hold us accountable all year long, especially with that 78 fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to record these answers as accurately as I possibly can. In previous years, I have asked you to actually send me your fully worded answers, but this year I thought it would be more fun if we all found out together. And it was. Random number, number generation. Yay. Yay! Um, that was just something we were just talking about like a month ago, and it was hilarious. <laughs> and now we've done it! We did it. Yay! All right, so what else do we have to talk about? 
Let's see. We've nailed gritty. We got gritty down. Um, we talked about. We gave we gave up on the roster. Yep. Um, yep. I think that was a wise move because it involved either um, drugs or alcohol to continue talking about it. So, and uh, let's see. Then we did our predictions. Right. 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 So. Oh, do you want to have the first sexy schedule talk or whatever schedule talk, whatever you're doing this year? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I love the thump, 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 thump in the background. You can read it however you want. Well, listeners, welcome to the 2018-19 Boston Bruins season. Season opener is uh, in Washington against the Capitals on Wednesday, October 3rd. Yes, the Bruins get to watch a visibly hungover Alex Ovechkin raise a banner. He's going to raise it on his own? Oh, no, he'll probably be too hungover. He'll have some serious delirium, delirium tremens. <laughs> That's going to help Brad to win that Rocket Richard. So. Well, that's just it. He's basically only up against Line A that way. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and then they follow that up on a back to back in there's nothing sexy about buffalo no <laughs> no um good wings but that's not sexy yeah yeah um yeah buffalo sabers some people like him i guess <laughs> well there is that uh rasmus dalin right he's sticking around isn't he yeah well of course yeah they got things to be excited. Sabres fans got things to be excited about, or more importantly, things to realize they shouldn't have been excited about in about uh, six weeks. Oh. Seriously, though, like that's got to be rough. I mean, like you're from Buff. For starters, you're from Buffalo, and then like you're a fan of what the, the Sabres and the Bills. Uh, and they're owned by the same people. Huh. <sighs> like, 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 like. like like how 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 does Buffalo not have the highest suicide rate on the planet? Basically, when the entire city seems to exist for the sole purpose of getting pegulated. Oh. You see well, what I did there? Yeah, I, I saw that. It, it's a little bit different than uh, Winnipegging. It's different than Winnipegging. It, it's pegulated. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's the first week. And uh, well, you know. Opening night is not at night. You could you could just tell us that. Oh yeah, the the home opener is at the is at one p.m. on the on Monday the eighth. So um, uh, Thanksgiving Day for you Cana- for all four of you Canadians that listen along with me, and uh, um, you know uh, Columbus Day for all the rest of you. It's against Ottawa, so like again, much like Buffalo, there's just no, nothing sexy about that. The fact that it involves Ottawa and it's during the day when the lights have to be on and people have to see that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, that like seriously, that team is a double bagger. <laughs> Both you and that team need to be wearing a paper bag over your heads. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a decision you can make. <laughs> the auto senders certainly are. <laughs> oh. So the first week seems to be maybe a little bit underwhelming. Uh, yeah, and then I'm, um, yeah, the only like not, I mean, yeah, a hungover caps and then the Oilers twice are the only like competent teams we're going to play in the first three weeks. 
that means we should rack up a lot of points early. Either that or they have time to figure their shit. Oh, oh, it continues to the end of the month. I guess. Okay, so the book ruins the pet ponies in the month of October in order. The Caps, Buffalo, Ottawa, the Oilers, Detroit, Calgary, the Oilers again, Vancouver, Ottawa again, Philly, Montreal, and Carolina. Thank you, schedule makers. That is a sh- apart from playing the Oilers twice, that is a sugar soft month. All right, I think that's a, a pretty solid opener for us. Okay, so shall I do the thing then? Yeah, you should do the thing. Listeners, you've been listening to Barely on Topic. You can find us on iTunes, on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found, as long as it's one of those. Um, if you like us, rate us a few stars. Um, however, that works on each of those. I don't even keep track anymore. But please do it. If you don't like us, just leave it be. Just, just no rating is better than a bad one. Um, of course, you can uh, reach out to us on Twitter uh, at Barely on Topic, or on Facebook uh, at Barely on Topic Podcast, and of course on our individual Twitter accounts. Um, I'm of course at Doctor Hand Grenade. Follow at your own risk. I am at Tim A Richardson. And if you followed me, you'd find out that I'm rocking some new socks today. I'm at VA from Oh, some R-I. bitchin' socks. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. I'm wearing the Don't Panic socks, the Hitchhiker's Guide <gasps> socks. Oh my god, that reminds me. You didn't talk about how you think, how you, you reckon that David Backus is uh, the trolley problem. Oh my god, I forgot about it. Oh, okay. Ready? I, I, I think I kind of forgot about it a little bit, but here we go. Ready? Okay, so... I've had to think about how to fit the trolley problem into the Davis Backus problem because, like, you know, we, we've been talking about David Backus for so long and, and he's problematic because his skill set is not what it once was, but his his leadership is invaluable, right? But, you know, where is where does he fit in the lineup? And it, it occurred to me that the common theme that we have is that when you're talking about David Backus... Wherever you're going to put him in the lineup, you're going to displace one or more younger guys, right? Because they're just not going to be able to play whatever position. And then you might have to move somebody over and you're going to be disruptive. So it's like, I was trying to envision the the trolley problem, which is a classic philosophical um, uh, think. uh, What's that? What's that word? Um... Thought experiment. Uh, thought experiment. There we go. That's the word um, or the term. Uh, so basically, um, I think. Well, let's let's make the trolley a zamboni. Okay, that's the first thing that we have to do, right? It makes sense because a trolley going down the ice is not the same as a zamboni, like going down the ice, right? And um, for all intents and purposes, this is a zamboni that's old and it doesn't really turn very well. And it's probably being driven by Deadpool. Sure, I like that idea. Any <laughs> time you have a Zamboni driven by Deadpool, that just makes it all that much better. And he, he's saying, where's Francis? And so it's really fantastic. Uh, so, okay, so the Zamboni, you can alter the Zamboni to either hit David Backus or you can have, uh, you can somehow make that wheel go over enough so that you can run over any combination of um, younger players. Like for int- all these intensive purposes, I'm going to say JFK, Trent Frederick, Denton Heinen, and um, 
Yeah, let's throw some Anders Bjork in there too. You're gonna you're gonna run over a bunch of young guys, right? They're all gonna be displaced because you gotta find a home for this guy. So what do you do? It's like you're looking at like with David Backus, you've got a couple couple more years of him on on the uh, on the uh, roster, and he is a six million dollar cap space issue. And it seems like there was no movement on trading him, and you can't really trade him for whatever reason. So, well, also because he has an NMC right now that expires in June. <laughs> right, right. So, this is a thought experiment. So, uh, in the in the actual trolley problem, it's not as simple as running over one guy to save five. Uh, there are always these other variables that happen, and I didn't really think about the all the other variables, but we could expand upon this throughout the season what the other variables are right now we're finding a uh, we're having a hard time finding out what the 3c is anyway and i think that's why i kind of forgot about the thought experiment for a little bit but yeah what do you do is it better to 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 sacrifice the old guy for the younger guys and what's that going to get you normally i would you know go full cat gm and say see you later david but I'm leery after all, after this preseason, you know? Right, right. You know, as the week wore on, after I finished editing uh, the episode, as the week wore on, it it became a little less prevalent because, well, nobody was clearly winning this third center spot. So I don't know what the answer to this is, but the, the truth is there's never really a good answer to this thought experiment. It just kind of determines what your view in the world is philosophically morally but you know i i think i really do i think that david backus there is some form of trying to figure out where he fits that is the zamboni problem that's what we're going to call it the zamboni problem and i'm I'm, you know what i will expand upon this in following weeks i will well this will be a theme of the show much like the good place which is an awesome show that you should watch this podcast has not been brought to you by the good place but, you know, guys, if you want to sponsor us, I mean, cool. Um. I We will never put out a, as good a podcast as The Good Place does, because that is an amazing podcast. But but that's okay. We're trying hard-ish. Lee. <laughs> no. Mostly hardly, less than hard-ish. But it's more fun if you say hard-ish. Um, it's all in how you say it. Anyway, okay. So I, I don't know if I made a case for the uh, Zamboni problem. Maybe other people can expand upon it. I apparently am of limited moral character or something. Okay. Anyway, Tim, take us out. Word! <laughs> <laughs>